welcome to another edition of Wrestling Makes the World Takes. Right You're surely CB. It's a metal concert. Right there. It is a metal concert. I get the little head bob going, a little twirl. Only if you had the hair left to go with it. I did. I, 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 I'm not blessed in that department, but I'm excited for spring and summertime and the boardwalk and the tilt-a-roll ride, so I thought I'd do a little extra head bob in there. That's what you do on it? That's what I do on it. I just oh, go man. like this until I just vomit pizza and <laughs> funnel cake all over the place. Uh, we're back at it again for another edition of Wrestling Makes the World. Takes your Shirley CB alongside my main man, Cap Rooney, the one. AD, we're back at it again in Cap Rooney, and we are here to recap all things AEW. All the wrestling revolution was last week, mm-hmm. and my goodness, it was one for the one for the books for sure. Yes, it definitely didn't disappoint. I mean, I think going in, me personally, I thought it was gonna be kind of you know a letdown pay per view based on you kind of around the hype it's got. Um, I feel like it got less than other pay per views, and you know, um, I think the bar was kind of set lower, but I think they definitely exceeded it compared to what I had ex- my expectations personally going in. It definitely did a lot better than I thought it was going to do. Yeah, I, I think I'm on the same page with you there because going into it, I mean, I think we've watched almost every AEW pay-per-view together since their inception of the company four years ago. Mm-hmm. And other pay-per-views, are, I've always had like more, a little more excitement going into it. Mm-hmm. However, each one of them, I can I can honestly say I haven't been disappointed by any AEW pay-per-view. Yep during their entire tenure of the company. And my goodness, it was from the second we got together and the show started from the opening contest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just felt that energy and the crowd was amazing in San Francisco. Yep. The action, the way they paced the card top to bottom. I even think booking decisions as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, it left you, it left you wanting to know more what's mm-hmm. going to happen. I got or really got, excited. Or we got the things we wanted as results as well. Yes, I agreed. I, I was excited to tune on a Wednesday to see mm-hmm. where are they going to go with things. Mm-hmm. And uh, it leaves a lot to be desired as we head into uh, a double or nothing season coming up this uh, this spring. So uh, let's get into it. Uh, let's let's break it let's down. It. Let's get into right, it. Let's break it down. Kicking off the opening contest here. We kick things off. And it was interesting contest kind of opened the car. I didn't expect this mm-hmm. to be an open contest. One and only uh, absolute. Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks <laughs> against the living legend, Chris Jericho, the Ocho himself. Yeah, you know, I thought it was an interesting match they chose to open with because, you know, we were kind of talking beforehand, like, what would we open it with? And this one never kind of crossed our mind as something we would have put on the list. Like, we kind of, for me personally, I kind of slotted this in, like, as a solid number two match on the card. Um, so I thought it was interesting what with this as number one, but it definitely was a solid opener match, you know. Um, and I think the whole purpose of this match was to further elevate Ricky Starks, which I feel the match definitely did, while not making Chris Jericho look weak either. Yeah, and I think it's impossible to make Chris Jericho, I mean, look bad at this point. I mean, he mm-hmm. just put over action Andretti a couple of weeks ago. Yep. And while it elevated him to new heights, nobody on earth, including myself, mm-hmm. I've been watching wrestling for 25 years. I don't know. I didn't know action Andretti before. I, his I didn't know who he was either. Yeah. But now everybody knows who he is. Uh, so it did wonders for him. However, Jericho still looks strong as ever coming out of that mm-hmm. and going into the Ricky Starks match. And even though he took the L, um, he's Chris Jericho. And I think he's kind of untouchable at this point, 30 plus years. Yeah, And I think it helps too. He plays a heel character. Cause I feel like when you play such a strong heel, even if you lose, you don't come out weak always. Yeah. Um, yeah if you, sure. now, if he was a face Chris Jericho, then he could have come out looking weak. But I think since he was in the heel role, you know, it definitely helps his case for taking the loss there as well. Yes, I agree. Um, so it kind of set things up. I thought the match was paced well. It was a great opener. 
Uh, interesting choice to open the card. I thought they would have maybe went with the uh, the House of Black and the Elite to open the card, the trios in a kind of a fast yeah, pace match. Yeah, because we were talking about either that or the uh, the death match as an opener we talked about. That would be something as well. Mm-hmm. Or if you really want to do a wild card, open with the Iron Man match. And I know Danielson was pushing for that too. Yep. Um, and they had a tall task, which we'll get to a little bit later in the mm-hmm. show about how that match went. But yes, uh, that would have been a way. But the, just to to capture the attention of the audience after call it two hours of, of mm-hmm. a whole wrestling show and then yep. say, oh, now you have to sit through a whole hour of wrestling yep. now with a single match is a lot. And, oh, yeah. Uh, which we'll talk about as we get later in the show. But um, nonetheless, I think they delivered solid opening match about 12, 15 minutes, something like that. And um, I think it was like about a 15 minute match about. Yeah. So where do you think things split off from here going forward into the spring for Ricky? Let's start with Ricky Starks. So I don't, it's interesting because, you know, on Dynamite this past week, he kind of led into Juice Robinson attacking him. Um, so you wonder, does it kind of lead into like a bullet club type thing? Like maybe Jay White comes in and that's his Jay White's first big fuse with Ricky Starks. I don't know where it leads for him because, you know, I think he, Ricky Starks definitely deserves a championship this year. Maybe, you know, it's the new international title run. Uh, maybe it's an eventual TNT title run, you know, because he has that built-in story with Hobbs already as is, and he's the one that takes Hobbs down for the TNT title. Yep. Um, so maybe it's that route even. But, you know, I think he definitely it has to lead to a title at some point. For Jericho, I think I wanted to say the way it's going, I kind of see them going into a story with the Elite right now, um, which is kind of a interesting to explore again because you know kenny and jericho have such a deep history um especially since that was like the first big thing that kind of kicked the company off it was was yeah. those two uh going head to head even dating back to all in they were uh, uh jericho showed up at all in in 2018 yeah. called out kenny omega yep they fought in the tournament the tournament for the AEW title jericho yep. beat him um so you know it, there's a lot of history there um, so I wonder if that's the route they're going with Jericho. Cause you know, I don't know what else there is for him right now. I think this is the natural route. I don't think it's, it could be the trio's titles as well as another one as well. But you know, I think it's going to span off to the elite versus the JAS. I think kind of, that's my guess. So if you flip that, would you turn the JAS almost like sort of pseudo baby faces? Because no. at that point you have the, JAS are heels and the yep. House of Black are heels. Like, and that's why I think it spins into the elite versus JS because you already have the House of Black as heels. So that's why I think it stays this they split off and do their thing. Um, but yeah, I, I that's my thoughts on that. That's what I probably lean towards. Uh, I think it'll be a fun feud, a little mini feud between uh, Juice Robinson and Ricky Starks. Um, mm-hmm. A good TV match or two. Yeah. Now I don't know if that's just a this is a holdover feud or something else for Ricky Starks. Yeah. Or if they're going to spin this off into a bigger storyline and bringing in other Bullet Club members. They uh, could into the fold. Because yeah. I hear Jay White is now a free agent. Apparently. Mm-hmm. He is. Yep. So let's kind of spin a little sidebar there. Do you think Jay White signs with WWE, or do you think he comes to? Um, I've kind of been leaning towards WWE recently, personally. Um, although I can see him going either way because he has, you know, friends in both companies. So, you know, he could really go either way. But if you were to ask me now where I think he's going, I think it's um, WWE. 
just because, you know, he's new in the small thing for so long now that, you know, I think he's ready to cash in on a big pay payday and he can. So why not take advantage of it while his name is super hot as well? Yeah, I agree. And and I think that you got to strike the irons hot. I think yeah. with Triple H in charge of talent right now. Yeah. And creative. I think it's a good opportunity to get in there and take a good spot. I mean, he'll probably start out in NXT at least for a little while. Um, yeah, I don't know what they would do with him. If they'd go right to the main roster or if he would uh, be someone that has to go down and, you know, marinate a bit. It's tough. I mean, they usually put everybody through NXT. The only two people I can remember that have not gone through NXT have been Ronda Rousey and AJ Styles. Mm -hmm. Everybody else, including Samoa Joe, who was a 20-year veteran, yep. went through NXT. Mm -hmm. And Kevin Owens, who was a 20-year veteran, went through yep. NXT. Sami Zayn, same thing. Um, anybody else you can think of went through NXT. Adam Cole had 15 years under his belt before yep. he went into NXT. Um, so I, I think... He'll end up through NXT just to learn the WWE style. Yeah, it's possible. Um, but um, my gut tells me this will be a fun little TV feud, and they're going to find something other else, a bigger storyline Yeah, uh, for Ricky Starks. But Jericho, uh, we'll see what happens. He's kind of at a crossroads a little bit. He's been in the JAS thing for a solid year now. And they've been kind of doing a little bit of comedy, a little bit of serious stuff. And, and I feel like it's been kind of, for me personally, getting a little stale recently the whole faction yeah like daniel garcia you know you had the point where he was on fire i'm um, with the thing going with danielson and talk about cooling off since then 100 percent. like he's ice cold now he was yep. red hot and he was mm -hmm. ice cold i think we've talked about six months ago when we first started the show mm -hmm. i think i said he's the guy i want to take the roh title off of jericho yep mm -hmm. have the big blow up feud and then they just didn't go anywhere they, nope, they just kept that. them together and you know he's really just cooled off since then you know so it's there it's been very disappointing i would say you know you would think the purpose of the js is to elevate the other guys um but for example like 2.0 even they're extremely ice cold right now they're you never see them wrestling on tv really um it's just promo stuff they do or background work like they're like as cold as can be as well um, Jake Hager's kind of always been cold in the JAS and even when he was in the inner circle as well. Uh, Sammy, you know, even Sammy, like you go back to when he was in the inner circle, he had his moments to shine. I feel like in the JAS, really, he's kind of been in the background as well. So that's the whole, I don't, it's not really working, I think, right now. Yeah, I agree. I think maybe it will be best to, you know, he kind of, everybody go kind of goes their separate ways. Jericho stays in that kind of journeyman route where he uh, gets in feuds and elevates the younger stars. Mm. Either, you, either that or they're using this trios thing to kind of recalibrate them and try to bring up the Guevara and um, Garcia again. You could you could do that because, I mean, A, you'd have some fantastic matches for mm -hmm. sure. Those guys always deliver on the mat, but when it comes to, like, taking that brass ring, you yep. need that little extra something, that charisma, that storyline, the character development yep. that you see from these guys. And considering the whole the whole group is banded on being quote unquote sports entertainers, like yeah, we need to see them take that next like that next step in that kind of realm. Yeah, they definitely need some kind of change. I would say for sure. Yeah, so I think this might be a good situation. Maybe you break them up, you send some of them down a Ring of Honor, and you let them kind of find their legs a little bit down there. Yeah, and get into a feud or two, and you know. I think 2.0 would benefit the most from going down there because, you know, like I said, they're, they don't really get used much. Yeah. And now they're having, 
you know, I don't know what they're, I mean, I, I saw tonight on a rampage They're They're addressing the ring of honor tag team title situation yes. that they're going to uh, have a solution to at super part of honor at the end of the month on pay-per-view. However, so I think that might be a good opportunity for them to kind of go down to ring of honor for a little while in Orlando and kind of, um, you know, get involved with some tag team, you know, feuds down there, get their nipples hard down there. Like get you their, would say, yeah, yep. get, get their, uh, yeah, exactly. Cut some glass with those tits. <laughs> That's it. Make some, make some things happen. And then when the time is right, you establish yourselves because obviously we know FTR and mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're going to be in that picture for right now. Yep. So it's not a good time for 2.0 to like try to go after the AEW tag titles. No, yeah. I don't think they're ready yet at all. Yeah. So I think go down there, try to work up something, work on their character development a little bit, have mm-hmm. some great matches, and just, you know, see where it goes from there. I agree. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to the next match on the card. We've got this long standing feud uh, that's dating back. The story goes two years at this point when Christian debuted yep. in AEW. And we've got Jungle Boy uh, and where they had the faction with uh, Luchasaurus. And yep. now they've kind of split off and they have this kind of bitter end here. Um, so give me your thoughts on the match. Christian and Jungle Boy, Mr. Jack Perry. Going I mean, I personally... Buried alive yeah. match. I personally enjoyed the the, uh, the match. You know, it was a nice little street fight. You know, at any moment you thought anyone was going to win. Um, you know, Christian, I think definitely looked good for someone who hasn't had a match in so long, but I think that's why they went the fight route for this one. Um, because you know, do it was he fully healed going in this? We don't know. Um, the only part that disappoints me with this whole match is I think him getting injured is what really hurt the storyline as a whole because you know it was going so well, the storyline, and then he had his injury where he had to have surgery. Um, and it kind of cooled off the storyline where they tried their best with Luchasaurus to kind of like, you know, reincarnated a little bit. Um, so I think that's what hurt this feud as well, because it could have been a great long time, long term story building. Phil, feud, I can't talk right now. Um, if you think if the shirt injury, makes me look fat. I think I'm looking we're, a we're talking th- about that. <laughs> I'm looking a little thick on camera. And I know beforehand you gave me a hard time yeah. about wearing the shirt. Are you trying to have a final burial on your shirt? Right <laughs> I know you're. You literally final buried me when you came <laughs> in the house. You and my wife just triple teamed me. Double teamed double, team, double yep. teamed me. Uh, <laughs> about this shirt when you came in the house. Oh, That's man. Cool. I'm looking at the camera and I'm like, God, I hate this shirt. Yep. Stop. Anyway, I'm sorry. Back to you, sir. <laughs> Maybe lose track now. Um, but I am curious, though, after this, does this continue in any way? Um, does Christian Cage go away for a while? And if so, how long? Because he just came back. Um, and where does Jungle Boy go from this? I think you, I think it's over. I think if you do something like a buried alive match or the final bear, whatever they called it, uh, buried live match, you, I think it's time. That's that's like the official end, the casket match, whatever you want to call it. That's kind of the end. I don't know where else they would go with this. I think it's time to start fresh with something new. You've got the young stud in Jack Perry. I think it's time. He's got a little steam behind him, and you see a little more confidence in his promos, and obviously he's a stud in the ring too. So I think it's time to find him a good, solid heel, and you set him up and and start a new feud. Uh, as for Christian Cage, it's you know I think it's sort of in Jericho realm a little bit, where find another young star to kind of work with and and help mentor and train uh-huh. and take under your wing, and then. Uh, and then have a, a kind of a feud to kind of elevate that young star, kind of pay it forward to the next generation a little bit. That's my yeah. opinion. 
yeah, it's definitely tough. I feel like this has like maybe the biggest gray area for what's next for both. Because both could just disappear off of TV for a while. Yeah, because at least like with Jericho, we already got some direction in the first match we talked about. We were as we we're talking about what's next for them. Um, but right now we're still in that gray area phase with these two, like what's next for them. But I think that I think out of the whole card, like this probably has the most gray area for both guys collectively for what's next. Yeah, I agree. Um, so my follow-up question to you is mm-hmm. if you're gonna pair Christian Cage with another young star that maybe needs a little extra juice, Ooh. who's a young star that you see on the roster who will be good for a, a Christian star. or a Jericho type to kind of elevate that star? Throwing the tough questions, I think. Yeah, like because you feel like naturally you have to go with a heel for him. Well, him as the heel, I think, is the best route. Yeah, and you have to have like a young heel that he can mold as well. So you're thinking going the kind of the same cadence where they start out as he's the managerial type and then they split off, like a tag team, even almost good, or he just starts picking on somebody else and they go right into the he's the heel and somebody else the face. Maybe like an action Andretti or something. Like I'm gonna say if you go to tag team, route, but then if you go if he's in a feud with somebody, you yeah, you could go the action Andretti route as well because he's someone that's young. Um, I know someone they're very high on it as well is Takeshita. You could do that as well. But promo wise, it really wouldn't work. Takeshita's all in ring work really right now. Yeah. Um, because even kind of using Don Callis and him teaming up. And um, I think that'd be great because mm-hmm. you got Don Callis who's a Hall of Famer on the mic. Yeah. And you've got somebody who's who can put it together. Yeah, uh, I don't know if there's anyone that comes to mind. Yeah, so yeah. it's a good question. Maybe um, I, you know, what I would like though, maybe a few with Hangman. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Not that Hangman needs any elevating, but I think uh, that would be fun. That would be a fun be, one. Yeah, it wouldn't be elevating. Just a good like heel and uh, face feud. It would be almost like one. Last big feud for Christian Cage Mm -hmm. before he goes into like kind of the supporting role. Yep. The Sting route. Mm -hmm. Um, By the way, where the hell is Sting? Well, Darby said he's he's going to make his intentions clear of what's next for him coming up. So I wonder if that's going to involve Sting in any way. Now, in a sidebar here, because this is while we're talking about it. Mm -hmm. What do you think is that? I think this is the final year we see Sting ever. Um, It's possible. It's possible. I think he's getting near. So, I mean, he's, uh, you have to look up how old he is, but I think he's, he's in his, his past 60. Yeah, he is. Oh, yeah, he is. Still doing the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Jumping off of balconies. Mm-hmm. What do you think the best way to wrap up Sting's career would be? Well, I think it's just logic. It's got to be against Darby. And I think that's what he kind of, I'm kind of getting the vibe. That's what he wants to, to end it with the two of them one-on-one. Um, I don't know if it's like a said feud. It could be more of like a respect. Could be like final hand, match, handshake match. Maybe may the yep. best man win. Yep. Maybe it's that double or nothing on pay per view. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's kind of like you know Sting saying like I'm the teacher and it's time for you to like you know take on the master to kind of pass the torch on and you know see if you're ready you know by beating me. That kind of final boss kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yep. Kind of situation. Like your final lesson kind of from your teacher. Yeah. It's like his final exam. It'll be emotional for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that would be a nice way to pay it, pay it forward. Mm-hmm. And hats off to Sting for 
you know, pumping out another three years of his wrestling mm-hmm. career. Which when we thought it was over. I thought it was over in 2015. And he's like, oh, just kidding. Yep. I'm going to do three more years in AEW. I'm going to jump off of a fucking balcony mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, have a couple matches like on paper. It's modern medicine these days. It really is. You think you're done and all of a sudden you're back. It is. Just like a <laughs> pump full WD-40. Yep. Back at it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we'll see what happens. Let's keep it going a little bit. Uh, on the AEW Revolution card. And up next, we've got Trio's title match. We've got the House of Black, and we've got the Elite. Mm-hmm. What are your initial thoughts? Caparuni. I think at this point in the card, from what we saw so far, it was match of the night. I mean, obviously, we only had the three two matches before, but I think, you know, it was match of the night at that point. Um, it was phenomenal, you know, very hard hitting, fast pace, you know, a lot of turns uh, throughout the match. I think they went the absolute correct route with the winners because, you know, we've talked about before, like we felt like House of Black was kind of being wasted. Um, and we know how strong all three of those uh, guys are in that faction. So I think it was absolutely the right choice um, to put the belt on them because, you know, no matter what, the leader going to be OK. You know, they, they have they have high roles in the company, um, you know. They're going to be okay. They have that name recognition already within the company. Um, I think it was getting to the point kind of where, like, they were just kind of getting pushed so much for so long um, that it was time for them to, you know, kind of pass the torch, I would say, yeah. to, the, to the next group. And I think House of Black, great choice for Trio's Champions. I hope they get a long run with it, too, because as a faction, I love them, and I would like to see them get a legitimate run as Trio's Champions. I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, I've said it before. You know, there's the the, the men that make the belts, and there's the belts that make the men. Uh, I don't think the elite need belts. To no, be, they just need great feuds. Yeah, quote unquote, pun intended. Elite. Yep. No, uh, you got Kenny Omega, and you got the Young Bucks, who are Hall of Fame studs mm-hmm. across the board. I mean, yeah, just pioneers of the industry of all they've done. Yeah. Um, in in literally standing up this this, mm-hmm. com- this company, I don't think some trios titles are going to make them. And I think in the case of the house of black, they're at the point where they needed the trios titles. That's where the belts make the men. And I think a long run and sort of like the way Gunther has been reestablished with the international championship. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. Letting the house of black hold these belts for like six months. Yep. And I don't think it's their fault why they needed them. It's the booking that was given to them is why they could turn into the part where they needed it. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. And, um, It'll be good for that because these are new titles. Mm-hmm. These are only the third champions of this title. Yeah. I mean, like, no one's really had a legit... Well, I mean, I guess you could say that's trying we kind of had a mini run with them. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, that... one, no one's had the full-on run with them yet. Uh, but I think they built, like, the House of Black as these, like, unbeatable champions in the trio world now. I agree. Let them hold it for six, seven, eight months. Like, mm-hmm. and just let them run through people and yep. really establish that belt as something that's... Right, it's a tough thing to earn. Yep. Um, because they, they sort of started that with the TNT title and then they've hot potatoed it. Yep. It's ever a, since. It's almost like kind of like they should go like almost like a supernatural Bray Wyatt route where it's like <laughs> impossible to beat them and then eventually someone's able to take them down, not the way Bray Wyatt went down, obviously though. But like kind of that route, but in the trio's realm. No, I agree. I'm I'm a big fan of long title reigns, long-term storytelling, and leading up to that big old special climax Uh, at the end. Oh, my God. I love a big climax. Because a big climax, when you get to that point, it's a special moment when it happens. 
no comment. I have no comment there. <laughs> but it, it, I mean, it, you know what I'm saying? Like it when it's like when the Roman Reigns moment happens when he loses the title, it's going to be a moment you remember. Are you going to climax? I might climax. <laughs> if Cody Rhodes wins the title, uh, AEW original, if he wins the title from Roman Reigns and caps this, literally this seven year real life wrestling storyline mm-hmm. off, it's going to be the ultimate climax. Mm-hmm. You're going to need extra pants that night. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm retiring the word climax tonight. Um, yeah, but, um, I think, yeah, I think you might have to. Um, so what do you think's next for the elite at this point? They've kind of teased a couple different things on yeah. both social media and on TV. They, they had a picture with Kenny and Don Callis saying like, our focus, our is, focus back. is back. I'm like, all right, they're going back. Heel Kenny with Don Callis. Of or is he going, this, again? or is he going singles route? Kenny, or is it going into a, like a few with the JS? I kind of wonder. Like, you know, I think they go into a, a few with the JS for a little bit, maybe. Um, and then it eventually leads into Kenny going back to doing his own thing and the Bucks going back into the tag division as well. Because, you know, the Bucks, Bucks have only been involved in the tag division in a while. Um, and Kenny, you know, since he came back, hasn't whatsoever. Um, so I think we're getting ready where Kenny is comfortable enough in the ring to, you know, Get back in his own singles groove. I agree. I think they have a TV match with the JAS to mm-hmm. cap that off in like the next 30 days or so. They have that as like a, a, big, yep. a big TV match. Yep. And then leading in a double or nothing, I think there's something a little bit special that they're maybe teasing to. Well, and something too they still haven't gone back to, which they can, I really think they really go back to at any time is like the hangman piece of the elite. They've never kind of revisit that like they kind of had that little tease when the trios tournament started about them making up um and then you know kenny came back and they kind of just left it there so you know that that piece is still uh something they can revisit as well the hangman and elite piece you know hangman maybe getting back with them or them revisiting that as well you know the ultimate thing for uh so they wrap up the jas feud on Mm -hmm. tv in the month of call it april Mm -hmm. and then they build to the ultimate match the mm-hmm. ultimate pay-per-view match in the last several years mm-hmm. real life involved something that people wouldn't think of happen would happen and and they I, I saw somebody even tease it they said the streets are talking about a certain person from chicago mm-hmm. coming back in the next few weeks and if they can do business together setting that match up Kenny oh, Omega versus the would one be and box only office. CM Punk. That would be box office. So they can make it happen. Obviously, no one knows at this point. Um, I would guess double or nothing be the time for it to happen. It would. Um, I mean, reading between the lines, it sounds like that situation is settled from a legal standpoint. Yes, you just uh, don't know locker room wise what the deal is. I don't know what the deal is. I'm sure they're under non non disclosure. Yep, they agreement. are. They can't talk about it. Yeah, he can use the interview this week. Or came out this that came out this week, or he said he can't. As much as he wishes, he said could say what happens, he can't. Um, but he even said like he hopes that CM Punk's doing well without saying his name. So I mean, we've seen, I would say, worse things over yeah. the years. I mean, if you dial back to like Matt, yeah. Hart, Matt Hardy and Edge, were. Like Matt Hardy was dating Lita, and then Lita cheated on Matt Hardy. Yeah, they made that into a feud. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I think it's just tougher now, too, because, like, kind of that Matt Hardy edge thing, there wasn't the social media piece now where it kind of just, like, didn't blow up. Oh, Can like you imagine if that was in today's mm-hmm. era, the Twitter era? Yep. Where, like, you had CM Punk, like, publicly talking about it, like, on a live broadcast, like, after a pay-per-view. And then all of a sudden you hear all about all this stuff on social media. Like, that didn't exist back then. Like, I wonder what that would have happened. But, you know, it's this is definitely some unprecedented, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I think this is... What are your opinions? Would If you're... Now, you got the pen. That's our phrase here. You have given the pen to Cap Rooney. Okay. And you're you're down Tony Conci. Would you bring back CM Punk for the sake of business, even though he is literally yeah. a locker room? Um, I think that's a conversation he can't decide on his own. It's something he needs to have a conversation with. I think definitely the elite for sure. Um, and I would say the locker room as well. You know, because the locker room has to be comfortable with him coming back as well. Because you know Jericho was just on, um. Renee Paquette's podcast and he was saying how you know after all that happened like him um Mox and I believe it was Danielson really had to go take control of the locker room to make sure it didn't fall apart because it was a crucial time in the company um so I think you definitely don't want to risk that locker room falling back apart so that's why you have absolutely have to make sure like check the pulse of the locker room and say hey guys how would you feel if we brought this back like, I think, you know, say they do it and Malcolm's not happy, that's a bad, uh, could be bad for AEW. It is for sure. And I think you have to have that conversation with CM Punk to say, all right, I think if it's going to make this happen, you have to address the locker room. Yep. And apologize. And yep. And I know he has his fans in the locker room, you know, FTR for sure. Yeah. There, yep. There's a lot of people that do like him in the locker room, but then there's a lot of people I think that he kind of, rub the wrong way because i think there, there are rumors of like you know cm punk had his guys were one of his guys you know you know, were on good terms with him that's for sure but i, I i'm i'm in agreement with dax harwood he said on a podcast like, look if they can work this out yeah he, he's it'll absolute, do box office he, business to pay it forward for he, he's change. absolutely not wrong about that like you know i if they can make it work and kenny and punk for whatever reason can like you know throw water on the bridge um and make a match happen out of it it's box office you know match of the year candidate you know maybe after kenny osprey yes yes so i would say like feud of the year contender i would say you could go into with it and you could drag that out for the rest of the year Mm -hmm. you have something that starts double or nothing and you know maybe that's just the tip of the iceberg, and then you drag something into yeah. all out as a final finale in a steel cage. Yeah, because if they each other, if open. they really want to do it right too, they need to, you know, have Punk come back soon so they can really build into that match. Like I think he needs to come back by like April. Well, that's what they're saying, April, and theoretically, based on the injury he had, he mm-hmm. would be ready to go by April because he was out. That was the last week of August, early September, I think it was. Yeah. Um, so he's had all that time to recover now. So yep. from a physical standpoint, he should be okay. And he's a little, you know, on the older side, maybe it takes a little longer, but should be okay. It's now it's the legal standpoint. And then the, the emotional standpoint mm-hmm. of everybody else involved. Like uh, there's a lot of planets that have to align there to make that happen. Oh yeah. Unless this, unless this has been the biggest work of all time. I don't think it would have been. No, no, no. Based on what happened there, I don't think it's a Because we know out. Tony likes to work people. Mm-hmm. He tried to a little. He tried to mess around with uh, MJF at Double or Nothing. Like, oh, 
he's on a flight home. He's not going to show up at the pay-per-view. And then he got yep. squashed by Wardlow. It was horrible. It was horrible. Mm. Well, no. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. And then he showed I don't up. Care and... a little gullible. That's what's fun about wrestling. You're supposed to just buy into the stuff. I'm still a fan of Hardy. I think you're a little too gullible with some I stuff. Think... You believe a little too much. I think I want to believe. That's yep. the thing. Is like I want to believe that the whole or, thing's a work. Yeah. You. Yep. You always. You're always gullible that everything's a work. I. You know because. I think I just play out these dream feuds in my head. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, if this real thing that's sort of real, whatever, if they show up on TV and the crowds go nuts, it's going to be fucking awesome. Oh, like, yeah. That's my theory. That's my hope. That's my hope. Uh, I'm global still. You have to teach me a lesson. <laughs> I'm dropping the ball a little bit. Yeah, um, all right, let's keep going a little bit here. Next match on the card. We've got the ladies. Uh, triple threat match. Um, mm -hmm. Give me your thoughts. Interesting turn they had. Uh, now kind of going forward here, but give me your thoughts on the pay-per-view match. Yeah, I mean, I think the whole purpose of the match was just to uh, build the new faction together. Like, you know, the match was just okay. Like, it wasn't anything special. It was it was good, a solid, nice, solid women's match. Yep. Um, but I think the whole purpose of the match was to have Ruby Soho turn um, and form the faction with Tony Storm and Soraya. Um, I am curious what the purpose of this faction is. And what they're going to do. I know the whole purpose is, you know, that they're like, you know, the ones that busted their ass for so many years, you know, um, and they're taking on all the originals of AEW because um, they feel entitled. Um, but I wonder, like, beyond that, like, character wise, like, what's their end goal? You know, what can they do with it? Um, but I mean, it's still so new, so I can't really say, you know, do I like it or do I don't like it? Because, it, you know, it's so fresh still. It is. Um, and we're kind of like, I think, a crossroads point for the women's division. Um, overall, you got Jamie Hitter and you got Jade, who's kind of like trying to figure out what's next for her. Yeah, Jade's kind of cooled off, I would say. Yeah, I mean, so it's just like, where does the whole division go from here? You got mm -hmm. Britt Baker's kind of playing like a support system role. Mm -hmm. um, there's no like big, I mean, I guess this, this is the big feud of the women's division. Yeah, so it's almost like where does the whole division go from here? It's almost like they need to reset a little bit. Yeah, they definitely do. Um, and I think this could be a nice way. Um, you know, I'm guessing this is far from over anything with Jamie Hayter and Burt Baker and this crew. Um, does it lead to something at double nothing? Maybe I it don't know. Um, I, I, think... I, I do think this is good for Ruby uh, Soho though, because she was kind of like lost in the shuffle. Um, for a little bit, so it's good to see her kind of get pushed back into the spotlight. Because uh, I think that's the whole reason why she came to AEW in the first place, because she was getting neglected in her old place. Um, so it's nice to see her finally get recognition again. I agree. I mean, she had a she. I, I was feeling like she was starting to get neglected here a little bit, mm -hmm. showing up on dark and dark elevation, and like a little bit of a multi-person match on Dino, and just mm -hmm. like, all right, where is? Like what's what's next for her? And I feel like now she's getting that opportunity, that big break she's been looking forward. Um, you know, I'd love to see her get a run with the women's title at some point. Yep. I think she deserves it. I mean, she, you know, fiery promo. I think she's got the talent. She's got a unique uh, vibe about her. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm a Ruby fan, and uh, we'll see what heel Ruby looks like in the next few months going forward. She's always been a good heel, so I think she'll be all right. I'm not worried about her. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, 
So it'll be fun. And I think Soraya is in a good spot where she don't want to wrestle a whole lot. It's mm-hmm. a special kind of attraction when she does. And, uh, you know, it's all uh, well for all parties. So moving forward here. Come. We'll on a 30 second delay in case yeah, uh, some nudity happens. It. Come on, technology. You can do it. There we go. All right. There we go. Then we had, uh, this was a work of art, this match here. Oh, yes. We had John Moxley and Hangman Page in a bitter, bloody Texas death match. I think uh, fight they, for the death. Did they, they set the world record for bleeding in a match, though? Um, I don't think so. I think that record is still held by Eddie Guerrero and JBL from the 2004 Judgment Day pay-per-view, where he literally had to be taken to the hospital for a transfusion after. Yeah, um, that might be it, but this might be a second because he bled like within seconds, seconds of the match. Seconds. Um, give me your thoughts on the match. First, I want to ask you, what are your thoughts on these types of matches? Are you a fan? Are you not a fan? I saw like Sean Ross Sapp was just like tweeted out like a throwing up emoji during <laughs> the match. I mean, I think it's definitely something you can't overuse. I would say. Um, I mean, both of them have been in their fair share of these. I would say. Um, so I guess you kind of say it's both their specialty matches is the Texas death match. Um, but they always do such a good job in it, which I think why they keep going back to it. Um, but you know, I definitely say maybe you make it more rare for these two. Cause I feel like they've been, they've been in them too frequently recently. hundred percent. I think it's, it's good for a big payoff, mm-hmm. not for like a Wednesday dynamite. Oh match. yeah. Yeah. I think it made sense in this case. Cause it's for a big payoff and a feud. Um, I was a little surprised that they're continuing the feud um, past Revolution. I kind of thought this would be it for them. But, you know, the fact they're continuing, I'm kind of kind of interested why they're going that route. Yeah, like what's next? Is it like mm-hmm. are they trying to do a trilogy, maybe a trilogy where they have Moxley now go over in the next match? Maybe it's a TV grudge match and yep. then they have the trilogy maybe in a cage or something uh, at double or nothing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, because now you have the piece, too, where they're involving the Dark Order as well. They made Blackpool Combat Club uh, into heels, it seems like, now. Um, So it's interesting how this continues. Does it turn into, like, a Dark Order with Hangman feud versus um, Blackpool Combat Club? I am excited for this week's match because they're doing a trios match with... It's the Blackpool Combat Club, and they're facing uh, Hangman with Evil Uno, and then bringing Stu Grayson back. In Canada, love it, love it. Yeah, they're in Winnipeg. It's which I think he's been a missing, good missing piece of the Dark Order for a while because him and Evil Uno, you know, coming in the AW were such a great tag team. Like they, they built them up strong, and then all of a sudden, you know, um, ever since they went the uh, the face route, kind of went downhill. I mean, Dark Order when they came in, they were supposed to be the next like NWO, and then yep, uh, they kind of had a little bit of a flub on TV with that whole beatdown thing. Wait, uh, even like Evil Uno was, was like, like this great leader ago. too in there, and all of a sudden, like since then, he's hasn't displayed that at all. Because once Brody Lee came in, yeah, Evil Uno kind of lost that leadership role and never kind of took it back after everything. He kind of just made it like a team kind of thing. Right, right, right. I I thought there was so much more they could have done with that, but mm-hmm. um, you know, what are you gonna do? Um, it is what it is. Dark Order is what it is. Um, so, yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see what they do here. 
And kind of spin spinning off into a little sidebar here with the Blackpool Combat Club that that leaves Claudio Castagnoli, the Ring of Honor World Champion, I guess now as by a guilty by association, he's now a heel. So does well, that make definitely him displayed as a heel? So that makes him the heel, and it looks like they're building up to him versus Eddie Kingston for the Ring of Honor World Championship at Supercard of Honor later this month. Mm-hmm. Yep, so, and I, I think uh, he'll definitely play the heel. I think King will, Kingston will for sure be the face. Um, you wonder if he holds on to it, or does Kingston take it? Because uh, Kingston's always kind of been that indie guy, so you know, Ring of Honor isn't a bad place for him to be right now. It's a good place for him right now, where he's kind of at the... He's uh, Eddie Kicks had a lot of fire going into like the end of last year, early this year, mm-hmm. and then they cooled off and they're trying to find a spot for him. So I think it'll be a good opportunity for him to go to Ring of Honor and just kind of make some noise down mm-hmm. there. And he's like in a prime spot down there. Yeah. Um, so we'll say I don't feel usually you get a feeling when they're gonna do a title change. I don't get a I don't have a feeling right now they're gonna do a title change. Yeah. For somebody like that, for like Eddie Kingston, I think like when that happens. It will be like a big payoff, mm-hmm. like something that's been six months in the making. That's my yeah. opinion. Yeah, but I'm, I think I'm definitely interested to see the Blackpool Combat Club heel route. Like, where do they go with that? Um, you know, they make great trios champions, but, you know, House of Blacks, they heal as well. So you can't have a heel on heel feud unless they make House of Black face. I wouldn't do that. Because I feel like House of Black. I wonder if you can even categorize them as either or right now. It's kind of like you either like them or hate them. Because, you know, you go to, you know, Revolution, the, the crowd was super behind them. Even at uh, Dynamite this past week, crowd's super behind them. Like, you know, so I think it's kind of like a thing. Like, it's your interpretation of what you think they are. That's I feel like they're kind of are right now. Yeah, they're kind of like it's uh, whatever you want it to be. Mm-hmm. It's like is it regular or is it decaf? It's whatever you want it to be. Yeah, uh, you know. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting uh, to see what how they do as a heel tandem. The yeah. uh, Blackpool Comic Company because like who is the who's going to be the badass mouthpiece for them? Because you got to have a badass mouthpiece well, as a heel. It's a given who it is for. A... It is, but <laughs> I mean. Do you think they have malice in their mind? They're just going to go and just beat up everybody in the locker room? Yep. That's what you think? They're going to get, they're going to kick the living shit out of the whole locker room. I think that's their plan. All right. Well, that's interesting. Um, you know, it's, it's an interesting term for them. I mean, Moxley, I think, needs something fresh. So, you know, I'm all for it, kind of. Mm-hmm. Everyone keeps joking after every Moxley lost recently. Like, oh, he's going to finally get that vacation. And then there he is the next week. Still, isn't he's been trying to get a vacation since September and still yep. after it. Yeah, right. I guess because his wife works there now, he doesn't get that. He's not going to get that vacation. I guess not. She's like, nope, you're coming to work with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Are you a Renee Paquette fan? Career work, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a fan. Yeah, I enjoy her podcast, too. Yeah, I got to I gotta check it out. I, hear, I read a lot of the transcripts from it, and uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've, I've always been a fan. Yeah, she does good interviews. Like, yeah, I watched the one with uh, Kenny Omega the whole thing very good yeah um and then she just did one with chris jericho that was that was done well as well yeah i was i, I always hope they bring back a spin-off of like a talking smack but for aew mm-hmm. like, that'd be kind of a fun thing to do yeah. after dynamite or rampage or whatever mm-hmm. doing like yeah. that same setup but like 
uh, a post show with her. Yeah, I feel like she's kind of like the Pat McAfee of the wrestling world, like when it comes to podcasts, because Pat McAfee is like the one all the players and everyone feel comfortable with going on. And I feel like Renee's like the one all the wrestlers feel comfortable going on. You know, maybe she gets a little extra info out of them because of, you know, the comfortability she has with them. I can see that. Yeah. She's just got, sorry, this is what happens when we broadcast late at night but... after a long week. But, um, I, uh, I, I think so. I think she's able to like make them feel comfortable enough mm-hmm. to like be open. And yeah. She's trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I agree. Very friendly. Um, by the way, her inbox, her email inbox is hilarious this past week. Oh, yeah. What's that little snippet that she gave? But um, in terms of Pat McAfee, I don't know if she has the the antics that he does, but I agree in that same the comfort- I would say the comfortability people have with them in that realm. Yeah, which is very valuable when mm-hmm. it comes to like uh, having somebody in the interview standpoint. Mm-hmm. But, um, so that's Moxley. What do you think's next for Hangman? Obviously, this feud's going on a little bit more, but what do you want to see happen with Hangman after this Moxley feud? Yeah, because Hangman, go- I I do love Hangman in the ring, so he can go so many routes. I don't know where he would go next, honestly. I mean, I thought he would go back after the world title against MJF. Yeah, that could be a next thing, because like you really wonder who's MJF going to face the next pay-per-view. Um, Hangman would have been a good guess. Or Adam Cole. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know where, where uh, Hangman goes now. He's another gray area kind of person right now where you don't know what can happen with him. Yeah, I guess they're going to feel it out a little bit with this uh, Moxley feud and on TV. And then uh, another month or so, we'll start seeing the piece together what the next pay-per-view looks like. That's what, yeah. When you got these quarterly pay-per-views, it's like they kind of have tent poles in between. They got big TV events in between that kind of like built in. Yep. So. You yeah, have another Anarchy that. in the Arena uh, match. Could be. Hangman in the Dark Order against the Blackpool Combat Club. That would be fun. That would be fun. Double or nothing. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right, let's keep it moving here a little bit. On to the next one. We've got it's an interesting one. Uh, maybe not so interesting for the right reasons, but Samoa Joe and Warlow for the TNT Championship. Um, and as we're speaking about this, we've already got a new TNT champion who's not yep. one of these so gentlemen. basically this match was a real <laughs> it, it was. So give me your initial thoughts and we'll break down a little bit with these what's next for these two guys. I mean I think this was one of the low matches. I mean Warlord did a great job. Um yeah. but I mean we think we got the expected result of what was gonna happen. Um you know, I think the whole purpose of this match was to kind of get the TNT title off Samoa Joe. Um but make sure the TNT title had a match on the pay-per-view. Um, because we as we expect, Snowjo is probably gonna go down the ring of honor more so now and kind of run down there, um, kind of be their locker room leader, um, and carry that TV title. And you know, Wardlow, you know, I don't know what they're doing with him right now. I don't know where his end goal is because you know he got the title and then lost it right away, the hops, which I fully expected to happen as well. Um, yeah, all the I, I expected it as well, but I just didn't want it to happen like that. Yeah. My preference would be to have Hobbs go and Samoa Joe, and Samoa Joe does the job for Hobbs to put the young guy over. Yep. And yep. then Samoa Joe goes in Ring of Honor for a little yep. while. I think that's what I would have liked more as well, um, personally, because, you know, you feel bad for Wardlow. You don't know what's next for Wardlow. Um, I would guess there's going to be a rematch, I would think, maybe, with Hobbs. Yeah. 
But just like but, the TMT you know, title, I think they've taken a little steam off of it because they've passed it around so much. Yeah, like so a, I'm hoping Hobbs can do something good with it um, and give it a good heel run. Because TNT title hasn't really had many good heel runs with it. No, no, I agree. And I think it would be good to have somebody as a heel, badass heel who looks great. And he's a rising star. Let yeah, him hold, hang so, on to it. Yeah, because I feel like it's been like a face title. Besides, like you have Samoa Joe, who was the heel with it. Um, like you look, you had Brody Lee, who was heel, but like did a great job with it. it was that was probably the hottest title ever was. Um, you had Cody, who was a face. Sammy Guevara was a face. Scorpio Sky had it as a heel, but it wasn't a long run. Darby Allen was a face. So, you know, it's been predominantly faces that have had the runs with the belt. Not You haven't really had a long heel run with it. Yeah. I mean, shout out to WCW at this point. I, mean, I think there were five TNT champions in the last 30 days, mm -hmm. which is a little alarming for me. Yeah. Just a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, so hopefully they can correct that with Hobbs. I mean, I, I think I, they will. I think the, the, the prescription for fixing a title prestige is a nice long title run Look long at title run guther frequently on tv like with matches where they're defending it and having good matches yeah yep hang on it for a while like the ic title guther has held it forever and now it's like a big deal mm -hmm. uh, i think they could do the same thing with the tmt title a little bit and uh you know just put a little prestige back on it i agree um, just like what they've done with the world title, like that, I think they've been very methodical what they've done with the world title in the last four or five years. Yeah, I think part of me feels like that's the only title sometimes they've been methodical with, though. Like, I feel like the other titles don't get that methodical approach. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I would say second, the world title they've been very careful with mm -hmm. the entire four years. I would say secondary would be the tag team championships. They were till I don't know. The Gun Club was a little head scratcher. Well, because then you have where the acclaimed uh, lost it and won it back. Yeah, that was the head scratcher part for me. Um, they were yeah. I would say till then they've been kind of methodical with that. Um, and I guess next would be the women's title where they've been methodical with as well. Well, if you want to put, I guess the most methodical would technically be the TBS title. They've had one champion since its inception. It's been Jade. Yep, either that or they just have no one they've found to take her down. Yeah, and so now they've built it up. It's been, what, almost two years or a year and a half that she's held the title. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's going to be a big deal when she ends up losing that. So, oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, we'll see what happens here. So Samojo, I fully expect him to go down to Ring of Honor and be the journeyman down there, kind of support some of the young talent and mm -hmm. kind of build up some people and maybe take some time off of AEW, just focus down on the Ring of Honor for a while. Wardlow, I would say, is probably my biggest disappointment of last year. And maybe it's not his fault. I don't think it's his fault. It's not his fault. Um, coming off, if you look at one year ago, where he was, this time a year ago, he, he was, was the Ricky Starks. He was building to Ring of, he was building to that, that, climax with mm -hmm. mjf a feud he was still kind of half the bodyguard is he with mjf is he not what's going to happen and then they have the big blow off at mm -hmm. double or nothing where he literally a big squash him. off squash off he literally yep demolished mjf who's the world champion and currently untouchable right now yeah so does he even go back and revisit mjf again he could maybe as a TV he, match. Well, because he claimed, well, 
Because maybe they could title feud because Wardlow could claim, like, I, last time we met, I let beat the living crap out of you. Like, you know. Could. He could. And I think that would be fun. It would be a fun little tie-in to, like, an old feud. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think at this time last year, I thought this is their Goldberg of 1998. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, I don't know if they've handled him the best way they could have. Nope. He looked unbeatable a year ago, and now he's flipped the title back and forth a few mm-hmm. times and yep. lost his bags or whatever he did. And he's just, yep. you know, it's a little, I don't know, some rehabbing. I think you do oh, him, absolutely. Though. Yeah, I agree. So let's keep moving a little bit. The other World Tag Team Championship here uh, up next um, in a multi-man match. Give me your thoughts. What do you think? And where do we go from here? Um, I would say this is probably the match that the night I care least about. Maybe this was the cool because match, yeah, yeah, it was definitely a cool down. Like, cause I mean, the match could have either gone one of two ways: is either the Guns retain or the Acclaim took them back. Um, I do absolutely think. They took the titles off the acclaimed way, 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 way too early. Um, I feel like they didn't get the run they deserve, especially with how hot they are as an act as well right now. Um, I wonder if why they did it is because Tony's kind of like in desperation mode to keep FTR. And the guns and FTR was a natural feud they had built in already. Um, so Tony kind of hit like the desperation panic button. Like, all right, we're going to pause on the acclaim for now because I need FTR to re-sign with me. It could, but the thing is, like, do you think the FTR, do you think FTR <clears throat> would not re-sign because oh, we got to have the tag team titles or, or is it more I mean, it's about possible the business like, side of things? I mean, think about when you, when your contract's coming up, you know, they, a logical thing people say is, all right, what's if I resign here or sign here, what's your direction for me? Like, what's your plan? Like, what are we going to do? Um, so, <clears throat> Tony Khan's pitch could be, okay, we're going to put you in a big feud with the guns. You're going to win the tag titles, and then you're going to have a run for X length of time, most likely a long run. Um, and that could be his selling point to them of staying. Because, you know, when FTR had their run with the last tag titles, you know, it wasn't wasn't a great run. So Tony could be like, we're going to give you the really great run you deserve this time if you resign with us. Despite, I mean, despite all else, I mean, I think they had a stellar 2022. I mean, they were oh, the belt collectors. They had, yep. they, they had the, um, the IWGP tag titles, the Ring of Honor tag titles. They had a Hall of Fame, unforgettable trilogy of the Briscoe brothers. Mm-hmm. Which go down for in, in, you know, forever as one of the greatest tag team feuds ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had their, their forbidden door matchup. Uh, you know, I think they had a hell of a run last year. Oh, so, they absolutely did. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know if like they can go back to Tony and be like, Tony, like you're not using me. Right. Be like, no, like I gave you a big spot. And I think this kind of goes back to the theme of, you know, men make the belts, belts make the men. I don't know if FTR needs, like, the titles to be... I think spe- specifically the AW one, they need it. Because the fr- they didn't get the run- good run with it the first time around. So I think they need the titles and have a good run with it. And the crowd's behind them as well. Like, the crowd loves them right now. How do you not? Uh-huh. I mean, they're... they're- yeah. I'll say them and the Acclaim are the hottest two tag acts they have. Just like their t-shirt says, they're living legends for sure. Yep. Top guys, out for 
sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited to see what they do this year. I hope they stay on board. I'll, according to Dax, they said their contract is still not solidified. So they said it's still up in April. We will see what happens. Mm-hmm. So, all right, this week before we wrap up here, what do you think happens in April? Do you think they resign or do you think they go elsewhere or they take some time off? I think I do think they resign. Um, it could be for a more limited schedule. It could be they have more uh, freedom to take independent bookings. Um, I know they, that's a big thing with them is they want to like, you know, they talked about like, maybe we just take a year and just do all indie shows. So, you know, maybe a good rapper, Tony is saying, okay, resign with us. You know, as long as in effect dynamite, you can take all the indie bookings you want. Uh, I would be on board with that where they show up for maybe a couple of big pay-per-view shows. Yep. Cause, maybe. You, Cause you talk about like WWE is an option as well. It's the only other option. Like, cause they do have a lot of respect for Hunter. Um, but you know their tagging division isn't, you know, it's the Usos and that's it right now, really. Um, and you know, kind of last time there they they got lost in the shuffle. You know, it's just for like money they would go there. I feel like, um, so if they really want to like you know have that creative satisfaction, they want AEW. I think is the place for them to stay. Yeah, and also if you think if they go up to WWE, they're going to be working three times more the amount that they're working right now with house shows and pay per views and yep. Raws and SmackDowns and maybe even NXT in some case. Like they're they're going to be working way more, and they're not going to feel as of a big deal as they are mm-hmm. right now. Maybe at first they come in, it's like, oh my god, I've, the they'll be the revival again. We're back. Yeah, it's weird to say that. I feel like I know them as FTR now. Yep. Uh, but and as we saw with Gallows and Anderson when they've gone back, it's just like, all right, great, they're back, and it's like cool for a minute and now they're just another well especially since aj got hurt yeah so it's like all right now what like Mm -hmm. so but i i feel like they won't let that happen in AEW. yeah i think gals and Harrison just won that paycheck i don't don't blame them yeah we all do this whatever for a living um but i think i think AEW and the indies i think you still make a great living and also have a little more flexibility and a mm-hmm. lot more creative freedom, which I think is important. Yeah. They're kind of aura. Up yep. Yeah. So that's why I think they end up resigning in the end for me. Yeah. I think so as well. We'll, uh, we'll see what happens. Unless triple H puts them an offer. You can't refuse. No. Yeah. And moving on, we've got the big granddaddy of mall. We've got for the AEW world heavyweight championship, in the 60 minute Ironman match. It'll come. It'll come. Got it. You got to love technology. Build the anticipation a little bit. That's what it does. We have to build the anticipation. When you wirelessly connect the stuff, you know, you got to love. Yeah. And you just, it's the the show must go on. There we go. Um, It'll it'll come up now. There we go. We've got MJF, Maxwell, Jacob, Friedman, depending on the AEW World Championship. It's the legendary, the American Dragon, Brian Danielson. I believe you meant he defended Triple B, not the AEW World Championship. Triple B, the big Burberry belt. Burberry belt, yes, for mm-hmm. sure. Triple B. Um, wow, is all I could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was absolutely speechless after the match. Like the performance of these two. I mean, we see Brian Anderson do hour plus matches. You know, he's done them since ten, he came back already. He's been doing them for the last twenty years, and mm-hmm. Ring of Honor and wherever else he's gone. Um, so that's kind of the, he set the bar that 
you know, that, that high years ago, but I mean, hats off to the world champion MJF for kind of being, I would say, stealing the night in terms of. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think, you know, he definitely far exceeded expectations anyone had for him in that match. You know, he did a, I think an absolute great job. Um, you know, and I think they they ended the match in the right way too. Um, as well, we're having you know like pie at the end of the sixty minutes and having that uh that sudden death fall. Um, you know the shape MJF has gotten into is impressive as well. Like you know he's really put a lot of work into his body. I mean, it's definitely you definitely noticed it like in that match as well. Like his cardio was great. You know the look was great on him. You know kudos to him. Oh yeah, I mean you have to give him his. Uh... Is praise there. I mean, did you hear the, did you watch the Tony Khan press conference afterwards mm-hmm. where he interviewed and he kind of walked through some of the preparation that he did the last several months for this match. Mm-hmm. He's like, I would get up at 5am every day. I would take a cold plunge. I would do an hour of cardio. Then I would go lift weights for another hour and I'd do uh, some other kind of ridiculous exercise. And you do that every single day. You just mm-hmm. get ready for this. It's a, I mean, he's dedicated to his craft for sure. I mean, love him, oh, hate yeah. him. He lives uh, in Breeze. Now he can chroma character. key, whatever we want in behind us because we yep. have a green screen. But, uh, um, he lives know, and breathes the character. He literally does. And, you know, he, he's it's that's a classic pro wrestling, like old school pro wrestling, living the character. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, there's a lot of guys who'll be a badass on TV and then they're like a sweetheart behind the stage, but he literally lives it. He walked into the press conference where he was literally like freaking out. Everybody yelling through a drink of drink on some kid and you know, row. Yeah. The mom was furious. Yeah. Other than they took care of him. They brought the kid back, gave him free tickets and yep. he got to meet a bunch of the stars. And I'm like, I will take a blow to the face for that. Oh if I'm going to like be able to go backstage. Right. <laughs> Sure. Sure. What you automatically go first climax, then you're on loads. <laughs> I know. See, I was gonna tie it back to something. Oh boy. Um, so it, you know, give me your thoughts on you know the match. Obviously it was stellar. Where do we go from here? MJF retains Brian Danielson, you know, is just adds another notch to his legendary career mm-hmm. with this match. Um yeah. your thoughts. Well, so for Brian Danielson, you know, kind of said he has to go away now. So I'm guessing for him, we're going to see a break from him. We're not going to see him around for a bit. Uh, and, you know, they've kind of like phased him out, I would say, of the Blackpool Combat Club since the whole Regal business happened, yep. I would say. So he's kind of been phased out of that. Um, MJF, I wonder who the next contender is. Like I said, you have examples like, you know, you have Adam Cole, I think could be the big double or nothing feud MJF has. You know, you have Wardlow we talked about as a possibility. Uh, you have the Hangman that could be visited as well. Um, so there's a lot of different ways they can go at MJF. Um, but like we've talked about before, uh, how long of a run does MJF get as the champion? Because, you know, we the big thing we've talked about is his contract's up at the end of the year. At least we're still under that impression it is. Yes. Um, Unless they've done kind of secret handshake deal exactly. that we don't know so about. You, so you wonder if it goes all the way to the end of the year, do they take or they take the belt off him sooner? Like, you, you don't know. Because I, I feel like... At this point, it's got to be either Adam Cole or Ricky Starks. But I think, I'm, you know, I, I talked about that earlier. But I think more so Adam Cole now is my guy. He's, I think he's next on Tony's list to be the guy to hold the belt. Yep, uh, I agree. And I think that would be the next 
big pay-per-view feud i could see but they could really build up to that mm -hmm. and they, they could see psychological it. warfare with mjf and you know adam yep. cole coming back off of a major injury can does he still have it does he have the confidence still and then yeah. if, you know i, I think, think they, save it for the fall if they can somehow yeah i, I could see that being like an all out or yeah even a full year having him hold it for a year mm -hmm. um, yep that would be a tremendous feud for sure. And the question is, is Adam Cole ready to have a match with a guy who's just prepped to do an Ironman with one of the greatest wrestlers? Yeah, because that's the thing, too. Like, you know, Adam Cole's coming off some very serious stuff injury-wise. Um, so I think, you know, the reason why I wouldn't put him in a feud with MJF yet is because, you, you know, you need to take time to see where he's at in-ring-wise and see how his durability is before you put him. Like, okay, we're going to strap him right into the title. Uh, picture right away um because say god forbid something happens in the middle of a feud with his injury like having a recurrence or something like you don't want to risk that right away until you're sure like okay he's good so you need, definitely need some time to build into that yeah i mean i mean adam cole hasn't taken a bump in nine months mm -hmm. so uh i think before you're gonna have a stellar ppv match you mm -hmm. need to have kind of a little bit of a warm-up mm -hmm. tune up a little bit yeah. And they don't have house shows yet. I know they're starting that this year, so it's yep. tough to like get them some work. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what they do there. You know, to do some kind of dark matches or something like that, or working behind the scenes a little bit. But um, you know, he's a pro. I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd be excited for the feud nonetheless. Absolutely. Um, as for Brian Danielson, I think, I think we see him taking a little time off. I see him coming back at Forbidden Door. That's my guess. And rematching, or not rematching, but trying Having to make the match, match we didn't have last year with yep. Zack Sabre Jr. Yep, that's my prediction as well. I completely agree with that. Yeah, the, I think that's what they do. We see him take a little time off, and we see him in three months mm -hmm. at Forbidden Door. Should yep. there be another Forbidden Door? They've kind of said there is going to be one. They've kind of led to that you know, factor that there's going to be one. Yeah, I... I I think they will. It was a big success last year. I don't see why they wouldn't do mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Uh, it brought a lot of exposure for the New Japan roster. and They sold out the United Center. Sold, exactly. So I don't see why they wouldn't do another one. No, yeah. Just because so, of the matches you can have. Like, yeah. I'm actually looking more forward to Forbidden Door 2 than I did last year mm -hmm. because uh, there were a ton of injuries last year. And I think mm -hmm. that that's going to be, uh, you know, you know, if the injury bugs is like in the right direction here, like we'll get the full roster back and yeah, because last year they went rolled in the full gear, very banged up. You know, their AW is going them with a depleted roster, but they still went on a great show. So it'd be nice to see what they could do with a forbidden door with a full strength roster. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, exciting stuff um, as we uh, lead into um, you know the road to double or nothing. So. Mm -hmm. Um, what do we think is next immediately for MJF in least? I mean, obviously double or nothing's a few months away. It's Memorial day. We're still in early March. They got to have some kind of TV feud for him. Do you see him taking time off or do you see him getting a little mini feud on TV or, or what do you think? I think he gets a little mini feud. Um, I don't know who yet though. I don't know. Well, Cause you know, they used to be, which one thing I'm curious about is we used to get the, um, the weekly rankings and singles. And tag team, and they stopped that. I think they've kind of quietly phased that out. Yeah, I, I kind of enjoyed that though. Um, I, but I now they've kind of gone away from that. Um, 
because then you kind of knew like okay who is coming up in line for each title like you know but now you kind of don't know it's just very random i kind of missed them i missed them too and i like the whole kind of sports feel to it yeah Um, i wonder what what the decision was and why that went away i mean they're still kind of keeping track of the track of the uh, they do the the record tracking still yes but the as far as the rankings I, i do miss them i think yeah for sure um so We'll see. Uh, I'm sure they're going to get into some kind of maybe like a jungle boy or something like that. They could. Yeah. As a TV feud. Yeah. But then again, you're taking the uh, hot iron off him quick because you have MJF go over as well. Yeah. It's not ready to, you know, he's not ready to lose it yet. So, yeah, um, we'll see. It's exciting stuff. That's what makes wrestling fun is mm-hmm. when I don't know what's next. Let mm-hmm. me tune in and see what happens. Mm-hmm. We're uh, in the learning phase in AEW right now. We absolutely are, and this is the tough. This is a tough, for, tough part for Tony Khan. I mean, it's easy to start a company, put together a dream card, one card, and then maybe have an initial storyline for, you know, what your first couple of champions are going to do in mm-hmm. terms of storyline. But now, four years in, mm-hmm. your fifth year, it's like, all right, how do I keep this train going each yep, and every with, week with something new? Something new to keep the audience engaged going to the next pay-per-view. It's just an endless cycle. Yep. Um, so, But that's what makes it fun. So mm-hmm. we will see what happens. Um, so I think we're out of time for this edition. Yes, our live edition. Our live edition of Wrestling Makes the World Tapes. Hopefully a little better, a little less pixelated. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way we've kind of uh, tweaked things a little bit for this edition. But um, speaking of all things rankings, we'll be back next week. We'll be talking all things uh ranking the lineal heavyweight championship of the world we have mm-hmm. some movement with uh pay-per-view matchups and going into wrestlemania season and figure mm-hmm. out who is the best of the best of the best of the best the lineal mm-hmm. heavyweight champion of the world we're going to talk about that next week right here on the show and talking about all things in the landscape of pro wrestling but um in the meantime get at us on social media twitter at wrestling makes we love to interact with you love to talk pro wrestling uh give us your thoughts on uh, revolution the road to WrestleMania and anything else you want to chat about in the world of pro wrestling. Um, make sure you subscribe on Apple podcasts, Google, Spotify, Deezer, where iHeartMedia, wherever else you get your podcasts uh, at wrestling makes the world takes. Um, give us a five-star review because we're so sexy. And um, uh, that's all I got. That's all the plugs I've got. Um, but for CB and AD, uh, we'll see you next time. And wrestling makes the world takes. See you everyone. Peace.